He was sunbaked and ox strong. If I'd wanted a hero to distract me from my troubles and ravage me in the salt spray, he could have played the part in a pinch. He was one of the last Greek sponge divers, wringing out a living on the ocean floor. He had speared grouper through the eye and punched a shark in the nose. Tasso believed the only way to know the sea was to sink into it, surrender to it. He wanted me to follow him down into the deep. Red tide was poisoning the ocean. He was searching for life in the water. I wasn't sure I was ready to admit it yet, but I was trying to salvage something too. I was as seaworthy as a giraffe. I certainly didn't know how to dive. Tasso slipped a mask over my face and hooked my fingers around his belt. Mermaid, he said. Just hold on. Down we went. I was helpless in another realm. So much heavy water above, so small a space inside that plastic mask. My breath came fast and loud, but then the fizz began to clear, and I saw the sand, white on the floor, and the sponges swaying like alien life, and the fish, darting and shimmering, and Tasso, half swimming, half running against the current, as if nothing could stop him, as if he could part the sea. I was some forgotten piece of kelp, trailing him in the current. I was water. I was air. I was at the mercy of the waves and the sun, and oh my God, it was beautiful down there. I stayed on the water with Tasso for four days. As the sky lightened in the mornings, I drank his Greek tea with honey while he shaved with salt water and a straight razor. All day he dove. He would rise out of the water and unzip his wetsuit and stone crab claws would rain out onto the deck. At night, I drifted off in the salt breezes, rocked by the ocean. I thought about Tom, of course, because I missed him, and I wanted to go to his door and tell him enough already and melt into his arms. But I had no phone, no computer, no internet, and I had long ago realized that I could not change him or fix him. I surrendered to that, too. It had taken me days to respond to his email. By the time he'd sent it, my rage and disgust had corroded everything, and I didn't even want to read it. I had cried all I was willing to cry. After the breakup, I'd spent a week in bed. Mike, my boss, would call to check on me, and I'd cry into the pillow, at times unable to form words. I'm sorry, sugar, Mike would say. After making excuses for me as long as he could, he sent me to New Orleans in the aftermath of Katrina. And by the time I got back, I had absorbed the fury of that storm. I was bent on destruction. All those lies. All those wasted years. Mike never meddled. He just listened. Are you feeling any better about Tom? He asked one day in September. God, no, I told him. Last night, I had a dream where I ran over him with my car. I'd lost too much time at work and too much dignity. Then the email came. I hope you'll find it in your heart to read this. In it, I saw a broken and sorry man, and I guess there was satisfaction in that. But he was only looking inward at the mess he had made of his own life. He didn't acknowledge the carnage he had wrought in mine. I have never felt such a deep and crushing regret. I feel your absence every minute of every day. Tasso's given name, Anastasios, and the name of his boat, Anastasy, both meant the same thing, resurrected. We were all looking for new life. By the time I got back to shore, I knew I was going to have that life 
and a baby and a dog and a goddamn picket fence, with Tom or without him. I would be okay. I was good at rescuing things, but you can fight against the current for only so long before it sweeps you away. Tom would have to save himself. I had written Tom back and agreed to meet with him, but only after he completed a gauntlet of conditions. He probably answered various riddles and made certain offerings before the gods. I demanded counseling, mine, his, and ours. I grilled and berated him in my counselor's office and refused to see him without a referee. We ended up, eventually, in the office of a couple's counselor neither of us had ever met. Neutral territory. How long have you been married? She asked. Oh no, we are not married, I told her. We are not even dating. She startled in her chair. This was not something she...